Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Cognato Show. Very excited to have our next guest. She is the Hispanic Division Director of the Faith and Freedom Coalition. She is a mover and a shaker, and uh, she's helped President Trump quite a bit as well. And this is somebody you need to know if you don't know about her already. Her name is Nilsa Alvarez. Nilsa, welcome back to the broadcast. Hey, Todd. I'm so glad to be on your show, not just because it's a great show, but because you're a great friend and I love what you do. You're also a mover and shaker. So thank you for being a a truth teller and a mover and shaker. Thank you. I mean, it's kind of like, how can we not, especially in this very pivotal crossroads for our nation? I mean, you know, it just to me, it kind of blows my mind that more people don't see the urgency of the hour. I know you do. Your husband does. Uh, but we're in a we're in a pretty crazy time right now. So uh, I wanted to have you on today. You're doing a couple of very important things that the listeners need to know about. And you're activating before the midterms, which probably I know they say this like every time, but probably the most consequential midterms of our lifetime as this thing keeps rolling, because we saw a speech and I'm going to play a clip in just a minute here. But I want to just kind of get the ball rolling. And what's on your heart today? What are you doing out there? OK, well, um, as you, as you just mentioned, we're in a, a critical position right now as a nation. Our midterm elections this year definitely determine whether we throw a solid wrench into the D.C. machine uh, or not. And if we can pull the levy on uh, pushing conservative, constitutional and biblical legislation uh, you know, that stands with our values, with our civil liberties, um, or are we going to allow D.C.? Uh, to di- dictate and direct our nation into what 74% of Americans already say is in the wrong track. Right, right, exactly. So, but, okay, hold on. We're not supposed to mix politics and Christianity, right, uh, Nelson? Isn't that what people try to tell us? <laughs> you know, it's, it, I, I love when, when people make that <laughs> argument when everyone they admire in the Bible yes. either had a government role or influenced government as a prophetic voice right. from God. Right. So we cannot, like the Bible says, we have to be a city on a hill. We cannot light our sh- let our light be hidden. It has to be up and bright. And we have to shine it in all seven areas of society. We have to shine the light of Christ in government. We, if we want accountability, if we want integri- integrity in these high positions of influence in society, then we need disciples of Christ yes. in there or people that have enough conviction and righteous policy and righteous, uh, you know, uh, uh, convictions that we can see them actually stand with what is right. Because what we're seeing now in this midterm election, that it's no longer left versus right or Democrat versus Republican. Literally, literally, it's sanity versus insanity. And it's actually corruption uh, versus good, evil versus good. And we have to stand with what is right, what is sound. And our country is in a season where they are trying to even uh, come in and divide the family if the child does not agree with their parents on what gender they have. That's right. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy. Crazy. And and these are not political things. These are spiritual matters. And that's what uh, I try to drill yes. in every day uh, when people say, oh, you're getting involved in politics. I say, this is a spiritual matter. I mean, life and death are in the power of the tongue. We've got to speak out. We've got to declare and decree. We've got to pull down the strongholds. There's things that we can do as believers. But one of the things is to occupy until he comes. And we do that by going into, like you said, all seven mountains. We can't be a vacuum in the education mountain. We can't be a vacuum in the political mountain. And I know some people don't like the mountain you know, uh, analogy, but you know, regardless of how you take that, 
It means a Christian is meant to be in all areas of society. We're meant to be the head and not the tail. That's the bottom line. And so, Nilsa, you're out there. Uh, you've been helping in 2016, 2020. Now we're in the 2022 midterms. What are you seeing? What's the temperature out there as you're out there? <laughs> well, it depends on what state you're, you're, you you want to focus in on. Um, I, I love to highlight Florida because uh, we have America's governor yeah. there, right? Every, who doesn't love Thank Ron God. DeSantis? Yep. Um, I mean, Governor DeSantis is batting in the right direction and has, you know, successfully led Florida in and out of the pandemic yep. in a very, very strategic and right way. Yep. I mean, they're fiscally, they're stronger than ever. Yep. And they are just progressing every day um, in protection of civil liberties. We're seeing school boards now majority conservative. We're seeing movements where parents are standing up for their children. We're seeing religious liberty respected. Right. We're seeing the Second Amendment respected. Basically, you know, Florida is on a right track. Right. And, um, you know, the temperatures right now there for, for Ron are very good. Yeah. You know, Governor DeSantis, I mean, two years before almost almost two years before this upcoming election, the uh, the biggest funders for Democratic gubernatorial races announced publicly announced that they were not going to fundraise for a Democrat nominee in the state of Florida, because even then they were already seeing that they were going to lose against Governor Ron DeSantis. That's right. He, so that is amazing. a great sign. It is. And, and he stood. And what do you think? So he's running for governor again. Right. I mean, he's in a, in a campaign right now. Is that going to be in 2022? Yeah, yeah, he's up for re-election this uh, this November. So since you asked what the temperature is, I'm giving you Florida's temperature. I mean, <laughs> Texas has a has an interesting temperature because you see the movement with Maida Flores and many other yes. Hispanic Republicans that are are just now about to continue to flip seats in a in a uh, state where majority Hispanics in that state are already saying that they are done with the illegal crossings and the abuse happening at our southern border that's right it's insane what's happening at the southern border it's an invasion in fact i heard the press secretary for the president literally trying to you know who's walking over the border she was telling uh i think peter Ducey the other who's walking over the door and he he really held his ground he's like <laughs> are you kidding me like there's thousands of people every day walking over the border what do you mean and it just shows the disconnect of this white house and that they just want to continue i think uh was it kamala harris put in charge of the border has she even been to the border i don't, I don't think i've seen her down there well, I know. She, I think I'm pretty sure she's been at the border, the restaurant, but <laughs> <laughs> she's been but to, at to, the to border. border yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> Honestly, I think the last visit he she made was uh, I like not even close enough to call it the border. Right. She just got near it by being in a city that was just hundreds of miles away from it. Of course. I'm just, but what you're saying is true. It's the disconnect and they live in this consistent disconnect. But hey, I have great news um, to all our you know, Christian activists and those who want to get involved. Give us and some good even, news. We need it. Yes. Yes, we have good news. Like we have resources that we're pushing out on behalf of the Faith and Freedom Coalition that are going to help really encourage your neighbors, your friends to come out and vote. Um, every single election year, 
the Faith and Freedom Coalition puts out these nonpartisan Christian voter guides. I covered faces here to keep it generic, okay. but it shows where each nominee stands on all the key issues that really concern the faith community. And what I love about these guides is that it's not about what the campaign or the candidate is saying. It's based on their track record, how they've voted in the past, uh, what their stance has been. So if their stance is flip-flopping, the guide will say it. Mm. If they're not clear on an issue, the guide will say it. If it's yes or no, the guide will say it. Is there and a little asterisk that says like rhino? Does it does it have that on there? <laughs> <laughs> if it says rhino. Well, all I can say is if you go to the footnotes, you can see where the research came from because right. it's a compilation of that person's given track record. Yeah. And if they've voted on anything on the past in office, you'll see that um, in this guide. It just depends on on the track record each candidate has. Right. So. Um, the elections that the coalition focuses on, since it's a national organization, uh, we're focusing on gubernatorial and some of the federal elections happening in each state. Right. So um, I know not each, not every state is up for grabs in certain seats. So this is very um, on the national level. So if you want to order these nonpartisan Christian voter guides for your church or your community. We even have door hangers so you can put them um, on the doorknobs of your neighbors. Mm. And if you want to engage as an activist, all you got to do is go to ffcoalition.com slash guides. That's FF for faith and freedom, ffcoalition.com slash guides. And you can order these. It's absolutely free. Uh, a box of the flyer guides are uh, a thousand a box. A box of the door hanger guides are 2,400 a box. And what I love, Todd, you're going to love this, is that they're all bilingual. Ah. So it's in, in Spanish and English. And as you know, the Hispanic vote is really pulling the lever in all in this and all the upcoming elections yep. because we are now growing to become the majority minority. Wow. I, I didn't know that. So when did that happen where, where the Hispanic population now become the majority minority? Well, do you want to state the obvious regarding the border? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do you yeah, want to go yeah. into well, the... <laughs> I, I do want it. We want it. We got to get into this more. And then I want to talk about Pennsylvania. I think it's a really important yeah. race up there and a couple other things that we need to get into uh, with the Faith and, Freedom, uh, Faith and Freedom Coalition. Before we go to a break, tell us the website where we can get that again. Yes, go to ffcoalition.com slash guides, in plural guides, and to my gente hispana, feilibertad.com slash guias in Spanish, and they're bilingual guides ordered on both sides, on both sites. Okay, very good. We got Nelsa Alvarez here. She is the Hispanic Division Director of the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Very important role as she's very well articulating the importance of the Hispanic vote in the United States of America. How important this is. We're going to dive into this a little bit more after we get back from the break. We'll be right back. ToddCoconaut.com, PastorTodd.org. Take that away. All right, everybody, we're back. Nelsa Alvarez, the Hispanic Division Director at the Faith and Freedom Coalition. Very important organization. I actually had an opportunity to be at the Nashville event this year, and I was very blessed and amazed and all the participants and the speakers, the conversations that were being had. We need more of this, Nilsa, in our country. Yes. And so welcome back. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about this voter. Why, why are voter guides important, first of all? 
Well, the first thing I want to point out with these nonpartisan Christian voter guides is that uh, churches can distribute these. This is absolutely uh, 501c3 friendly. This doesn't jeopardize um, nonprofits because it's completely nonpartisan. It's basically stating the facts on the positions of each nominee for each party regarding these national, whether it be uh, gubernatorial or federal uh, races that the coalition is putting in the guide. And as I, as, as I stated in the prior segment, um, these voter guides are based on research uh, where that candidate and his or her track re- record, what what that track record holds, how they voted on these issues in the past, not just what they say now about it. So if they flip flopped, you'll see that on the guide. If they are unclear on the issue, you'll see that on the guide. Um, and what I love is that it is bilingual in Spanish and English. And the reason why is that, look, we Hispanics and I say we because I'm of Puerto Rican descent. My husband's from the nation of El Salvador. And uh, we are predominantly conservative. And when Hispanics begin to read in their own language the stance of each of these candidates, they realize, oh, my gosh, you know, I didn't know this is the conservative party. Because when you go to these mainstream uh, media networks in Spanish, sadly, they are all owned by the left. That's true. So. Yeah. So just here's the problem we have in uh, news media in Spanish is that the Hispanic community doesn't really have like a Fox News, even no. on its good good days. That's true. Uh, we're Univision we're and, at and, the mercy. Uh, Telemundo yeah. and, you know, all these. Uh, yeah, they're very leftist. I know people that have been part of those networks. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a lot of conservatives that work in these networks, but because they don't have an alternative to flee to, you know, right. it's not like they have a conservative news media that they can send their resumes to to exit. these. Somebody's uh, got to start one. Why don't you start? Yes. Nelson, you'd be the perfect person to head this up. <laughs> Well, I there there is some good news on on that front. Okay. I know that there are wonderful new Hispanic news outlets that are in its first stages of development. Uh, one is, um, I think it's called Americano. I, I can't remember the entire name. I'm so sorry, my friend Jesus Marquez is going to kill me <laughs> that I can't remember the exact name. But that's that's where he's serving, and he was the former spokesperson in Hispanic media for the Trump campaign. Um, And then there's another one called Voz Media, uh, led by my friend Orlando Salazar in Texas, and they're in the early stages. Uh, And I know that people are worried about the the group of stations that are being purchased by uh, these Soros-funded groups or people. Um, but I, I want you to know that yeah, I need, we need you to pray for the airwaves, yeah. you know, and I love that you said at the beginning of this show that this is all a spiritual battle. That's right. And what does the Bible call the devil? Like one of his names is that he is the prince of the airs. Mm. So know that there is a battle for what is being transmitted in the airs, what goes in the airs. And we can, I know we can jump into this theological subject real quick yeah. uh, the p- pastor taught since you're a pastor Do it. but it, what what goes in the airs you have information traveling the airs you have voices messages going through the airs you have um you have music going through the airs what's in the message of this music going through the airs and then there's health 
right? What viruses, what things are moving in the airs. So a battle for the airs is a spiritual battle. So media is a very spiritual uh, stronghold that needs to be led by one of these two kingdoms, which we pray will be led more by the kingdom of God than the opposite. That's right. You know, I love your heart for the Hispanic community. I was from Los Angeles. I pastored out there for 17 years, you know, the ministry for over 20. And I spent a lot of time in the Hispanic community. Uh, One of my mentors was Hispanic gentleman, awesome pastor, man of God. And, uh, you know, it always hurt me because the left has got a hold on, especially in California, a lot of the Hispanic people because there's a fear campaign that they put out there, Nilsa, that, you know, if, if somebody like a Donald Trump comes in office, everybody's going to, you know, anybody that's considered illegal or, you know, that's not, not a citizen is going to be, you know, sent out, their, their family's going to be sent out of the country. Well, we saw President Trump did not do that. I mean, you know, he did enforce border security. He did try to secure the border. Of course, he had a, a bunch of opposition, but he, he wasn't doing the things that the left say that he was going to do. And this has been a major factor, I think, and especially in California with the Hispanic community. Can you address some of that? And, and what, what have you seen out there? Yeah, well, here's the here's the beauty of having a President Trump for four years, where it was four years of nothing but results. Right. And it was the best time for every minority across the country. You, I mean, we, we saw record unemployment. We saw opportunity zones where businesses were coming in, an alliance of partnerships to help these uh, inner city areas where minorities were at the uh, disservice of our of uh, of Democrat leadership, actually, in a lot of these areas, um, but we're really uh, struggling financially. And you see all these operations just come out because President Trump's administration was so proactive and so well driven policy wise that we were seeing Hispanics thrive, uh, become, uh, you would see more Hispanics become homeowners. Mm. Um, it was just, it was booming for the Hispanic community as much as any other minority, because I mean, look at the inflation we're in right now, that's yeah. trying to detract or steal from everything that we gained under the Trump administration as an ener- energy independent country. Let me tell you, it is a huge offense for us Hispanics when we see the Biden administration turning to dictator uh, Maduro for oil, you know, um, or going to Iran for oil for those uh, who are pro-Israel or those who are actually looking, uh, you know, when it comes to national security, you're looking out for your nation. Why are we begging dictators for oil when just a few years ago, uh, a little more than two years ago, we were energy independent as a nation? Right. You know, these are the things that Hispanics are paying attention to. And guess what? They're paying attention to their wallet. And guess what? Their pockets are hurting right now. This inflation is costing every American at least one whole month of their salary. uh, Sorry, one whole month of of an annual salary. So like like what the 12 months you're losing one whole month of your salary because of this record inflation. That's right. I mean, you know, our energy bill has doubled here in Nashville, doubled since we've been here. In fact, I was telling my wife, this is the craziest thing that when we fled California, I mean, we, we didn't flee California, but you know, it's a, we left, we were called here to Nashville. We didn't really know what was going to happen. And the Lord has done some tremendous things, but I love California. I have a huge heart for California. And, uh, but when we did come here, uh, it was much cheaper. The cost of living was cheaper. Uh, obviously the tax rate was cheaper. Gas was cheaper. Food was cheaper. Everything was cheaper. 
And then what's happened in about three years that we've been here is now it's almost the inflation has caught up and it's almost the prices that when we left California. Now in California, the prices have skyrocketed and it just hurts my heart to see what the the families are having to go through. So uh, when we come back from the break, I want to ask you this very important question because I still don't understand is why are so many Hispanics still drawn to the Democrat Party? Maybe you can answer that for us, Nelson. So we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with a lioness. Her name is Nelsa Alvarez. Alvarez, excuse me. And uh, she's going to talk to us about a very important question that I have, which I'm trying to figure out here, because I know the Hispanic people. I love the Hispanic people. I, I hung out with all Hispanic, I mean, pretty much all Hispanic people in Los Angeles Unified. I mean, that's that's my friends. That's who mm-hmm. I was hanging out with. And so family-oriented, um, pro-life, people of faith, um, all these things yeah. are in line with the Republican values of the platform versus the Democrats who are anti-life, anti-family, anti-God. Um, so it always has kind of blown my mind. Why is it that so many Hispanic individuals vote Democrat, Nilsa? And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pose that question to you and to the listeners to listen to this yeah. answer because I think Nilsa has a great answer for this. <laughs> well, I'm going to answer your question and then I'm going to actually give you a truth bomb that is censored and will continue to be censored by the mainstream media regarding the Hispanic vote and the Hispanic conscience regarding the platforms you just mentioned, Democrat, Republican, conservative versus liberal. Um, So here's the kicker. The Democratic Party has done a great job through several entities. They don't do this as the Democratic Party. They have their operatives um, literally come out and engage with the community in every single community outreach and program whether it be the, you know, and through the unions. So they, they work through the unions, they work through community programs. Um, a lot of Hispanics, especially if they just migrated here, the first thing they tune into is his Hispanic, you know, Spanish speaking media. Right. So what happens is they're tuning into media that is already sided with the left, bought by the left with propaganda from the left. We call it the uh, media cartel or the socialist conveyor belt. Yeah, or the prophets um, of bail. That's what I call them, the prophets of bail. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that too. And then you have, and then and then you have the community programs. A lot of them are are spearheaded by, you know, very well intentioned, well intentioned, um, boots on the ground, but they have the liberal agenda in mind. Um, so whenever a Hispanic is adapting, it's like the, per- the first group that's welcoming them with open arms are members of the Democratic Party. Now, that doesn't mean Republicans aren't doing that. There's a lot of Republicans re- um, involved. They're a little more behind the scenes because they I, I see it that mo- mostly Republicans are, are are working it so hard, you know, for their families, uh, for their churches or ministries that you don't really you don't really see them um, trying to utilize charity or outreach for a political agenda. So so because they're not using it for that purpose, yet the left is the left is capitalizing on that. The right, not much. Um, But now the tide has turned because the big um, curtain has been pulled right of the Wizard of Oz. Now we're seeing the puppets behind the strings, the puppeteers behind the puppet strings of these special interest groups, um, all these even big companies, woke companies that are working with the left. So we're seeing big tech and censorship, all this just lining up 
with the movement of the left. But let me give you a, an insight of hope for those who think that the Hispanic vote um, can still anchor left. When you go to policies or politics in Central South America, yes, there are victories for the left, like in Colombia, that we have literally a narco-terrorist as a president in Colombia. Um, but you're going to see nations like Guatemala that um, on March 9th of this year, with their president, who's not so conservative, but with the heads of every religion in the nation, declared that Guatemala is the pro-life and pro-family capital of Iberoamerica, the wow. Spanish-speaking nations of the world. Wow. Um, you have President Bolsonaro and the conservative movement in Brazil. You have a, a large prayer movement with a pastor friend of mine who was on a panel with you at the Faith and Freedom Coalition Road to Majority uh, Conference, yeah. uh, Abel Sanchez. Awesome he has, he's part of a large prayer movement called Por Mexico 714 for Mexico 714. And they surveyed um, a group of 300 clergy that are part of the largest prayer movement that moves tens of thousands of churches in the nation of Mexico. And they compared three administrations in their survey, the Clinton administration, the Biden administration, and I'm sorry, it was the, yeah, no, it was the Bush administration, the Clinton, admin, sorry, the Biden administration and the Trump administration, basically the recent, the last three administrations on specific issues. And on all of the issues in, in, in the majority, the Trump administration came out with the highest percentage of approval among those three. Mm. So now you're seeing that foreign policy on behalf of the Trump administration was so beneficial to the to the people of Mexico wow. that more Mexicans in Mexico love Trump versus Mexicans in North America that may still be on the on the liberal media Kool-Aid. So and then. And I, I mean, it, and if and let's go to Puerto Rico, my beautiful island. That's where my family is from. Yeah. Why do you think lawmakers right now in D.C. are no longer talking about statehood for Puerto Rico? Because Puerto Rico has become so conservative that even that that loud mayor with the we're dying T-shirt that tried to ridicule and make Trump look like an idiot um, when it came to response, the hurricane response to the island, even that famous little mayor from San Juan was voted out and replaced by a conservative, which you won't hear in the media, because now Puerto Rico is leaning conservative by far. And they're trying to not only walk away from the leftist movements destroying their, the, the island of Puerto Rico, they're running away mm -hmm. and they're fleeing towards conservatism when it comes to public office. So you're going to see more conservatives elected in Puerto Rico. And that's why lawmakers are saying, oh, let's turn D.C. into a state versus Puerto Rico. Why? Because mm -hmm. D.C. is majority blue. The island is now proving to be majority red. Wow, that's huge. I mean, so some big developments in the Trump era. I mean, we saw Latinos for Trump. We saw, uh, what was it, Lexit. Um, you know, some real leaders that were emerging. And like you said, in Texas, we've seen some great wins. And um, so good news, um, but there's still a lot of ground to be taken here. And the battle is real. And so uh, we need to get out and vote. We need to be active in our community. Um, you know, we got a couple minutes left here. What What is the big issue that you would see uh, that maybe we haven't spoke about? Is there something that we haven't talked about for Latino uh, and Hispanic voters? Well, you know, I'm going to go back to parental rights. Um, a lot of the parents are waking up to how government overreach is ruining their child's education, ruining the, the, the basic liberty of, of 
what the conversations between the parent and the child and to know that there are certain counties and certain even judges that'll be okay with separating a child from their family if their child wants to change their gender and their parents are all against it. Right. You know, um, what, why is it so bad? I mean, just Todd, out of, out of our own reasoning, why is it, why would it be so bad to tell a child, wait till you're an adult, right. wait till you go through puberty. Don't do anything permanent to yourself that you may regret later. Why does that wise counsel seem so ridiculous? Mm. And yet we're having girls like Chloe at the age of 15 saying, I regret my transition. I, I embrace my, my gender as a woman, but when I have a child, I will not be able to lactate or nurse because I have no breasts. Wow. They were surgically removed. And we're seeing all this, this we're seeing the LGBTQ movement hurt the Hispanic family system so much that even Hillary Clinton, not too long ago, put out a message asking that they tone it down when it came to the LGBTQ and the involvement in that with kids and the transgender movement. So even she is recognizing this is going to hurt us in November if you continue pushing this agenda the way it is. Of course, she's all pro it, but she doesn't want to lose. She doesn't want to see a majority conservative Congress now in, in the midterms of 2022. But like I said, we have a deadline. We were, I was telling you, we have a deadline uh, for anyone who wants to order the Faith and Freedom Coalition Christian nonpartisan voter guides that you can share on doors as door hangers or flyers at your church by September 9th. You can order a box or two, and it's completely free by going to FF Coalition. That's FF for Faith and Freedom, ffcoalition.com slash guides. That's ffcoalition.com slash guides. Amazing, amazing. Uh, I got you here for about two more minutes. I want to just play this clip just to get your reaction here. Uh, Joe Biden. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Now, I want to be very clear, very clear up front. <clears throat> not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. Talking about the rhinos, Joe? I know, because I've been able to work with these main... All right, so one of the most bombastic things I've ever heard a U.S. president say, he basically just alienated about 81 million people plus uh, by saying that a MAGA Republican is an extremist. We got four minutes here, Nilsa. I want to just give you the floor. How does that make you feel when you hear that? <laughs> I don't know if it's, if it's a compliment or if it's a... <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's really sad that he's attacking the voter base. Um, when a politician is criticizing the voter base is because he has no plan to actually improve the situation of a nation. That's right. He'll go down to the level to attack voters instead of saying, hey, we were in this position when I came into office and look what we've done. Look at all that we've rebuilt or look at us being even more energy independent or being even more prosperous or having you know, unemployment uh, go back down instead of go back up. Um, and small businesses uh, thrive instead of now close because of this you know, 40 record high inflation. A politician that is failing will attack voters. And that's exactly what Biden has done. He is attacking voters because the puppeteers behind his strings 
they're directing the nation to its demise. And all he can do is take whatever pill that he has to take to finish and complete a sentence during a speech and just drive through it, drive through it and ram with him every single person that opposes putting America back to her rightful place, which is to be a beacon of light, hope and prosperity among the nations. She's not there right now. And he still needs to um, do more for for actually doing actually not even more. He just has to do, you know, Todd, you're going to you're going to love you're going to love this. He doesn't have to do anything. He just has he has to go back to all the policy that President Trump left That's right. behind. That's, That's right. really it. That's if he did that, he'd be successful. But I don't think he's going to do that. And so people have to show up for these midterms. And uh, I got about a minute and a half here that I want to give you the four minute and a half. Uh, Tell us why. Just make a plea to the voter that's out there that hasn't voted in the last two, three, four, five, six ever elections. That's a Christian. That's a Hispanic. What would you say to them? Please. That if you're the the person the the type of voter that Todd just described, um, you may be part of the uh, the reason why only about five percent of the body of Christ participates in primary elections, and then complains why are we stuck with picking the lesser of two evils? If you were engaged from the beginning of the electoral process in your state or in your county, there would nothing to be for you to complain about. Because if you were this passionate for saving your country, if you were passionate enough to be part of each and every process and, and help position the right people and, the, and put in righteous leadership, it doesn't mean they're perfect, but that they'll push righteous policy and keep your county sane, your school board sane, your state sane, and your country sane, then we wouldn't see all this insanity. So please, for the love of God and for the love of sanity, get up and vote values, vote constitutional values, vote America first policies, and position candidates that will stand with the word of God, which is etched into our U.S. Judeo-Christian constitution. That's right. Nelson, where, where can they find you in the voter guide one more time, please? You can go to ffcoalition.com slash guides. That's FF as in faith and freedom coalition.com slash guides. And they are completely bilingual so that your friends and neighbors that are Hispanic, um, that maybe don't dominate English, will understand where each nominee stands on all the key issues that affect us. Awesome. Nilsa Alvarez, Todd Coconato Show. We'll be right back. I'm telling you right now, they don't like us because we speak the truth. They try to censor us on social media. They censor a pastor in 2022. Yes, they do. That's okay because we are winning the information war. People are listening all around the world and the truth is getting out. So thank you for tuning in to The Remnant. My name is Pastor Todd Coconado. If you want to support this broadcast and be part of the resistance and help us get the truth of the word of Jesus Christ out all over the world, please go to toddcoconado.com slash give. Todd, C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O dot com slash give. And thank you for your support. We will continue to stand in this time. We will not grow weary in doing good, but we will stand on the promise of God, which is yes and amen, hope and a future. God bless you.